Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Tonight I'm speaking on the boundaries of blessing. You know, everything in life has boundaries. Um, you probably, if you've got a job, your job has a boundary. It's a job description. It tells you what you can do, um, and by definition, implies what you can't. Um, and you know, everything has a boundary. This building has a boundary. Um, the the front of the building to the to the back wall that is the boundary to the width. We we use as much of the space of this building as we can. It has a boundary, left, uh, right, front, and back. It has. Uh, boundary the bottom at the top we've got um, we've got three floors and and you know that's the space that we have in this place it determines the boundary of this building determines what we can do uh, and what we can achieve it, and its position in the city uh, determines its value determines its potential in the city and so that's uh, it's really important to understand that God has got for us important boundaries. You know, there are boundaries that exist in Aberdeen. There are boundaries for Aberdeen and for the Shire. There, there, there are boundaries for Scotland, even though there were people in England wanting to join Scotland after the election. There were, <laughs> it's still England and Scotland uh, starts a little bit further north. And, and uh, so, you know, those are the boundary lines um, for a nation. Nations have boundary lines. The Bible says in, in uh, Psalms chapter 16 and it says this preserve me O God for in you I put my trust O my soul you have said to the Lord you are my Lord my goodness is nothing apart from you as for the saints who are on the earth they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another God Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. You know, I want you to understand that, that there are blessings of inheritance that have fallen to us in pleasant places. The lines, the boundaries, the lines is, is implying the boundaries to our life, what our life can achieve, the potential for what we can do, where we can go, the, the, the value of who we are. The Bible says the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. And that's important to understand from a scriptural point of view that that God has ordained for your life something of value. A lot of people feel like they've just been given a raw deal. A little bit like a country that has no natural resource. And they've got to try and work out what their value is. It's um, Dubai is is a country that has uh, as far as I know, run out or run out or running out of fuel. And so they kind of go, well, we don't have anything else. So they created a sort of mega rich tourism and, and built a big city and, and created a city out in the sea, whereas they, they saw value. Well, what have we got? We've got sunshine. <laughs> 
and we've got sand. <laughs> let's make the most of that. And we've also got a lot of money. So let's build a big city that does amazing, that people want to come to. And so um, you, we have to understand that the people have got to make the most of what they have. But, but God, the promise of God is that the boundary lines for our life have fallen in amazing places, in pleasant places, places that have value, places that have potential. And often what happens in our world is that we begin to kind of, we feel like maybe there isn't that much for us or, or maybe, the, maybe we haven't been able to achieve much or, or maybe you know, God hasn't got for me the dreams that I had originally. But I want you to know that God has, is, has for you everything that he has already laid out in the boundaries around your life. This church has got amazing boundaries. God has given us a city center building. Just like we have in Inverness, we have a city center building. Right in the city center, just like this one, we have a city center building. Well, why did God give us a city center building? Because we are a city center church and we lay claim to this city to bless it, to be, uh, to be a voice into the city, to, to be able to raise up a generation of young uh, people who can make an impact uh, and take the church to the next generation. To be a church that understands succession. And succession means the most important thing for us is that somebody else can take over. That you don't have to scrap this model and start again. It's what often happens with church. You've got to scrap the old one and start again. But we don't believe in that. We believe in something that's successional. The ability to be able to, that somebody wants to inherit it. It's got value for the next generation. God has given this church boundaries that fall in what? Pleasant places. And what happens is the enemy has a look at our life and has a look at our world. And and what he wants to do is make the boundary lines of your life smaller. He wants to take away the opportunities that you could have to do great things for God. He wants to take away the potential you have in your dreams. Maybe you're you're in university right now and you have dreams for a great career. Maybe you're struggling with your exams and in your heart you begin to believe that, well, maybe I can't do that anymore. But that's, you know, the enemy speaks into your heart at moments of distress. In moments of personal doubt, he takes advantage. And what he begins to do is he comes along and he begins to move the boundary line of your life. He begins to have a look at your life and he wants to restrict, he wants to take a hold of, of your, your life and begin to steal away from you what God has called you to do. Here's a fact, right? If you were to steal something from me that I was constantly aware of, I would know very quickly that it was gone and I would go and get it. Okay? I drove here from Inverness in my car. If you stole my car, I would know very soon that it had gone. (laughs) It's, It's obvious. It's gone. But there are some things in my life, some things in my house, I don't really see that much. If you nicked one of those things, I wouldn't be aware of it. You know, there are parts of our life that we're not aware of. There are the dreams of our heart. There is the potential. See, if you don't know what your potential is, it's possible for the enemy to take it from you. Before you even ever get there. 
It says here in Job chapter 24, it says, and I'm going to read the NIV. Job 24 verse 1 says this, Why does the Almighty not set times of judgment? Why must those who know Him look in vain for such days? There are those who move boundary stones. They pasture flocks they have stolen. They drive away the orphan's donkey and take the widow's ox in pledge. You know, the enemy just simply wants to take away what you have yet to inherit before you ever get there. When I was a kid growing up, we lived in the oldest house in the village. When I say the village, it sounds like a village village. It was a village, but it was uh, carved up by a main Eastbourne to London main road, a very fast, busy road, and it was a row of houses on either side, right? So that's a village, but it's it's still a village, right? And our house was the old church manse. And because it was the old church manse and the oldest house, it also had the biggest garden. And basically what happened is that our garden went all the way back and then all the way behind all the other gardens. So you had a row of houses that just narrow, long, narrow gardens that go down maybe about 50 metres, 60 metres, something like that. But our garden went all the way down past that and then all the way back up everybody else's, behind everybody else's garden. So we had a large garden. And in it, my parents, they would, um, you know, they would, traditional gardeners, so you've got the vegetables and you've got the chickens and you've got the lawn and you've got your flowers and there was a whole lot of gardening going on but in many ways it was too much garden for my parents to keep all at the same time and there would often be parts of the garden that were just left they never really got around to keeping them and you would get brambles and stuff like that growing and and something that would happen occasionally was when one of the neighbours fence would blow down they would build another fence, but it's amazing how that fence suddenly jutted out into our garden. And, you know, my dad, he might not have had time to um, fix all the garden, but he never let anybody take one inch out of his. (laughs) And if ever a fence went up that was in the wrong place, it very quickly came back down again, and he put it back right where it was supposed to be. And he was well known in the village and and just as a a quiet man and everyone was very polite and they would be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And uh, it was like, you know, and my mum and my dad were quite like, that's our garden line. If if you want some of our garden, you can rent it. And one of our neighbours actually did. They rented about that much. (laughs) Uh, And uh, he was a butcher. And so every year he would come round with uh, a pack of sausages as rent. And uh, for... (laughs) for the stretch of garden that much and uh, eventually decided he didn't need that anymore and so the sausages dried up but uh, <laughs> the, the amazing thing was that that in my father's land he, he never let anyone take take what wasn't theirs and you've got to understand that that God has set boundary line to your life and it's quite possible that you haven't seen the fullness of what God has got for your life. But the enemy is already planning on how to move the boundary line. How, if you don't know it's there, how will you know it's been stolen? 
See, what happens is, you know something has been stolen when you begin to restrain your dream, when you begin to limit your potential, and you begin to say, well, maybe I won't do that anymore. I'll settle for less. When you start settling for less, you start saying the boundary lines have been moved upon my life. You see, you've got to understand that moving boundary lines in the Bible, that was just about the most... Um, the most godless thing that you could possibly do. See, when the children of Israel were given the promised land, Abram, he's taken up onto a mountain. He says, look out over there. Look this way and look that way. All of that land, it's yours. Now, here's the problem that Abram's got. He can see all of that land, kind of, and quite know where the boundary is. He just knows that's mine, or that's mine, or that's mine. In fact, that's all mine. So, when it came to the children of Israel actually possessing it, it was very important for God that the children of Israel set boundary lines. That every tribe had their lot. Every place had their space. That cities were determined. They even had cities that people could run to, that could escape from, if they had committed crimes by accident they didn't mean to commit. Like if you killed your neighbor. There's a story in the Bible that goes, it's so bizarre. If by chance you are chopping in the wood with your neighbor and the axe head falls off the axe and flies off and kills your neighbor. (laughs) It's a random maybe. You may run away to the village, to, to the city where you may be safe just in case that your neighbor's family want to kill you on the way. If you can get to Zor, uh, the, 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 the city of Zor, which is actually the name of the house that I grew up in. And, uh, you know, <laughs> ironically. And you can run away to that city. And God even put cities for people to go to a place, a boundary where you can be safe if you've done stuff you wish you'd never done. And here's the thing that God has got for us. He wants us to understand that boundary lines are really important. Amen? It says in Jeremiah 31, it says this, set up road signs and put up guideposts. Guideposts are boundary lines. Set up a road sign. In other words, a road sign is saying, by the way, this is my land. You're you're entering The land that belongs to Kevin Upton. You're entering my world, by the way. And what happens, what happens is this. That then it says, now set up boundaries. And in putting up boundaries, what happens is we begin to say, by the way, this is where my life is going. That that patch of land, I haven't got there yet, but that's what I'm going to do. That's why you hear me 20 years later still saying, by the way, we're planting churches in Scotland. We haven't planted them all yet, but we're going to plant them. We planted churches in Scotland. We planted lots of churches. I've raised lots of pastors, but we're, we're starting more churches. Why? Well, because there's land yet. That, that's still my land. That's still my potential. That's still my call. You know what? You've got, you got to come back to, to what is the dream is in your heart and go, you know what? I am determining and I'm telling everybody that this is mine. And I'm not backing away from it. It says, set up road signs, put up guideposts, take note of the highway, the road that you take. Then it says this, return, virgin Israel, return to your towns 
How long will you wander, unfaithful daughter Israel? The Lord will create a new thing. I like this. The woman will return to the man. (laughs) Isn't that a funny verse? The Lord will do a new thing. The woman will return to the man. It's like, what has that got to do with anything? (laughs) But actually, what it really means is, Israel will embrace her God. In other words, Israel represented the woman, and God represents the man. And it basically says, Israel will give herself fully to God. That there will be a complete embrace. There will be one heart and one mind. It's, it's the return of a relationship. It's like husband and wife looking at each other and going, we're completely united, nothing dividing us. And that is, that is what we have to come to. We have to come into agreement with what God says about our life and stop arguing with God and stop trying to renegotiate what it is that we can do and where we can go. Sometimes we want to run away. It was the prodigal son who, who wanted to run away. He, just, he wanted to renegotiate the terms of his inheritance. He wanted to go to a, another place. He wanted to spend his money on whatever he wanted to spend it on. But this is what he found. Once he'd spent it all, once he'd wasted it all, he found that it, he was just brought back. Why was he brought back? Because it was the only place that he actually had hope. It was the only place that he had a future. What you've got to understand is that, that regardless of how your heart can sometimes pull you away, God will always bring you back to your true inheritance, to your true potential, to the true boundary lines of your life. Don't let the enemy start robbing from you what is yours. It says in Deuteronomy 27, It says, this is big, it says, Cursed is anyone who moves their neighbor's boundary stone. All the people say, Amen. (laughs) Like that. All the people say, Amen. Do you know, this is, you may see in the Old Testament, a boundary stone was very, very important because it determined what belonged to a family. So if you have a family and they're given land, and that land belongs to them, It belongs to their children. It belongs to their children's children. It's theirs. It's where they will gather their wealth. It's where they will plant their vineyards. It's where they will raise their families. It's it's where their hope is established. That is their boundary. But a boundary line was set by stones. Well, some crooked guy can just walk up in the middle of the night and go, we'll just kick that over in the night. We'll just move the boundary line. If you don't know where your boundary lines are drawn, will you ever notice they've moved the stone? And what happens is that, see, the enemy has come along. He wants to move the stone. You see, this, why is it important that the children of Israel... This is why. Because whatever they did, whatever mistakes they make, they were always allowed to come back in the end to what was theirs. So it worked like this. You had a farm. And you were in business selling cows. You got some cows, you're selling your cows, you milk your cows, you sell your cows, you kill your cows, you get what you can for it, you create business. But the market goes down, everyone realizes there's too much milk and there's too many cows, right? So you know, you, you invested in too many cows. 
not good to have too many cows. And uh, so your, ca- your, your cow business goes under and you go into debt. You try borrowing a bit of money to see you through, but then the interest rate gets to you. And eventually, your business venture fails. And it failed because you, made a mis- you, you just invested in the wrong thing. It can happen to anyone. Maybe you had a farm and you, you farmed sheep or something and, and you got this sheep farm, but you, you like um, gambling online and you gamble your sheep. <laughs> you gamble. I'll I give two ewes for three jacks or something and, and whatever. And, and you, you gamble your sheep and eventually you lose it all. So, so this time, somebody else loses their farm because they've lost it because of their own stupid decisions. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says in the year of Jubilee, which was the 50th year, everything shall be returned to the family. Everything just shall be returned. You can't, you can't just take it. Why? Well, because the next generation needs something to inherit. Now, the irony being is in the Old Testament that there is no record of the Jubilee ever being kept. It's written in law, but they never kept it. They would lend the money, but they then would say, 50 years are up. The people who were sold into slavery had to be returned to freedom. It had to be returned. You couldn't be a slave forever. Family couldn't always be slaves. People couldn't always be poor. It's not good. They must be returned to their inheritance, what the Bible says. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ is our jubilee. And he's the one who restores to us everything that the enemy has stolen from us. Because throughout the thousands of years that Israel was in operation, Jubilee failed to be operated on, which means that people were being stolen their inheritance. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. The year of the Lord's favour in the Old Testament was Jubilee year. Jesus Christ is your Jubilee. He is the one who restores to you the life you thought you lost. He is the one who restores to you the family you thought that you couldn't have. He is the one who restores to you the relationships that were broken down. In my family, in my father's garden, there were parts of the garden which were just taken over by bramble. They were taken over by bramble, but it didn't matter how much bramble was on that land, no one was allowed to move the, uh, the boundary line into the bramble patch. It was unkept land, but you weren't allowed to take it. Here's the thing. Sometimes we can trade away our life because we think we will never be able to restore it. There are, we have family problems that are like a bramble patch. We just look at it and we go, I don't think I can fix that. But I want you to understand that God wants you to know that that is your boundary line. And don't you go giving up on it. Don't you go giving up on what God has got for your life. Why? Because everything can be restored. Yeah. I remember when we came to Scotland, my family, all of my brothers and sisters kind of understood what we were doing and, and weren't in great relationship with us. And so there was a little tension in the family. We had to make a decision. What do we do? This is what we did. 
we kept our heart right and we didn't enter in the discussion because while our family had turned into a little bit of a bramble patch, I knew that that was my land. It's my family. I'm not letting it go. I'm not going to add to the problem. I'm going to wait it out because I knew God will restore it. And now, some years later, God restored it completely. So there is now no tension whatsoever. But if I had allowed the enemy to take my land, there would always be the tension in my life and my boundary lines of my world would have been restrained, would have been made smaller. Go understand that God wants you to know that your world is much bigger than what you realized. Your potential goes much further than you could have imagined. The hopes and dreams of your heart are far greater than what you could have understood. Don't go negotiating with your world and with your family, with the circumstances of the things that go wrong. Set your heart right with God and go, that part of my life might look like a bramble patch, but I'm waiting for the day that it can be cleared and begin to be restored and be fruitful in my life again. See, God can restore all things in your life because all things belong to those who wait and believe on Him. He is the Jubilee King. He is the one who restores all things. Nothing is lost in Jesus Christ. Even the prodigal who wasted it all came back. He'd already blown his inheritance. What did his father do? Put the best clothes on him, the best gold rings, like bling. (laughs) Get the best music. Kill the best cow. Have the best barbecue. Have the wildest party. Why? Because the son who made the craziest mistakes has come back home. We've got to understand, it doesn't matter where we've been, doesn't matter what's gone on. God has boundaries for us which fall in pleasant places. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.